Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring the youth. Good morning, what is poppin'? It's Ilania here today, and I'm joined by Brianna, Gerald, and Mario. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Good morning, and we're going to start our show off with our COVID-19 rundown, as always. Thankfully, we're beginning to see a drop in cases in Florida. We're at currently 6,230 when we were at 15,300 just a month ago. However, Miami-Dade County, as we all live in, is still the hotspot for COVID-19. We're seeing a drop in cases, not only here in the United States, but worldwide as well. We are currently at 274,170 cases worldwide, and it's beginning to drop. In New Zealand, they have gone 100 days without community transmission of COVID-19. So we're seeing all these drops in numbers, and it's, it's something we've talked about on the youth very often, that we see all these people basically being selfish and not really acting like there is a global pandemic. We've seen that regardless of numbers, there have been schools opening up, there are flights that are still open, a lot of people are traveling. So as we see this decline in numbers, are we, are we starting to see the beginning of the end? Or is it kind of just something that that we think just dropped right now and it's going to continue to rise once again because we see that even with the amount of people that are going on now they're going out with the high numbers that we used to have even more people are going to go out with these low numbers so do we think it's just going to finally be the end of it or do we think that it's just going to eventually get worse i honestly hope this is nearing to the end of it because Everything is very hectic right now. I don't, I don't, I really do not want all of this COVID stuff. Uh, everyone right now is, you know, rioting and protesting. I, I don't want them to be affected while they're protesting about with this pandemic, especially because some people are actually protesting stuff that actually matters, like Black, Life, Black Lives Matter and other things like that. Uh, you know, it's, and some pe- other people are protesting stuff like wearing a mask, which doesn't matter at all to me at all. Overall, I just really hope that like this is nearing the end because everything's been so tense since this pandemic started. I'm hoping we can see somewhat like of normalcy when this comes like to an end. I, I just hope everything goes back to normal. Well, I completely agree with Gerald. I would like for things to go back to normal, but unfortunately, I don't really see things ever going back to normal. I mean, we see Anthony Fauci talking about how this will probably never go away anytime soon, which is probably worst case scenario, but it's kind of the reality that we all need to face. Uh, There's going to be a flu season and there could be a COVID season, which is scary to think about. But on, the, uh, on a more positive note, to see the glass half full, I'm glad that there's a drop in cases and that Florida is experiencing a drop because we were not doing good at all. We were experiencing the most deaths and the most cases transmitted per day. So I'm glad we're at least seeing some drops. And I really do want this to go away because, I mean, who doesn't want this to go away? But at the same time, I need to face the truth and see that hey, this will probably be a part of our lives for much longer than 2020 or even 2021. So again, I'm glad to see the drop in cases, but still, it's probably never going to go away like we think it is.
I'm glad to see that people are stopping very arrogant that this is fake and realizing that this is real and this is a situation that we are in right now. And they need they know now that they need to continue to take the taking the necessary precautions to keep themselves healthy, to see, to keep the rest of the community healthy so that the case is lower. Like I I understand that this has become our new normal, but I'm glad to see that the cases are are decreasing. It's it's a big improvement because we have seen that the rise and the effect of of COVID for everyone. Like students have been affected and like I understand that people want to open things up, but right now it's still like as it's go, um, going down and decreasing, it may there may be a chance that it actually increases much more than it already did. So people can need to continue to social distance and wear their masks, washing their hands and keep continue to doing what they were doing. I agree. It's not something to be taken very lightly. I mean, just here in Florida, we see that we are decreasing, although it's kind of like doing zigzags. Florida's kind of like trying to punk us out. It goes down and then it goes back up. I mean, we had our spike at about 5,300 new cases, and now we're at about 6,230 cases. So I think it's safe to say that we are getting better because we have no longer hit that spike as we did earlier in about late July. I think it was like July 12th, we hit the 15,300 cases. So it's great to see that we are decreasing, but it's not something that should be taken lightly because we still are not quite sure of the possibilities that we could face. I mean, we see all these numbers, but we don't know. We can't we can't have too much confidence yet. We still should, as Brianna said, wear a mask now more than ever, you know, wear your mask, clean your hands, stay safe. Just honestly, overall, just learn and just take the time to focus and stay safe. Honestly, like we're still in a global pandemic, even though we do see the decrease in numbers. You know, I mean, sports are coming back. That's a great job. That's a great thing. But we should still be very well aware that even though the numbers are decreasing, as Mario said, this could still be something that we are facing a lot, that we will be facing for two, maybe three years. I mean, God forbid, I wish I could wake up tomorrow and COVID just deletes off the face of the earth. And as Gerald said, riots are a really big thing adding on to this COVID. When we come back here, riot. You're listening to Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay! Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. 
By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two nigga Manuela Pola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua nigga Manuela Pola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongo Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuela Pola. Tongo Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuela Pola. Tongo Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuela Pola. Tongo Vailoa. See? That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Reed is more than just a radio station but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, this is K9 and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M145. And now we're back with the youth on Series 6M145 Slam Radio. Here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. And you may be wondering, why is there a different host than there was in the first segment? Well, we had some technical difficulties on my end. Uh, hello, I'm Anthony. I'm back. You know, again, technical difficulties in the first segment. You know, mystery technical difficulties here. But I'm here with Gerald, Mario, Idania, and Brianna. Wonderful crew here today. And in our second segment, we're going to be talking about something that happened in the early hours of today in Chicago. Yesterday afternoon, an officer was involved in a shooting that took place in Englewood, Illinois, which is a part of downtown Chicago. In backlash of the shooting, there's been multiple clashes between crowds and riots and the police. Stores have been looted. More than 100 people have been arrested. 13 cops have been injured. 
The magnificent mile shopping district in Chicago has been destroyed in outrage of the shooting and shots have been fired in the rallies. We've seen something similar to this already this year with the George Floyd riots. And it, it just begs the question, when are these riots going to stop? But more importantly, when is the violence of the cops going to stop? Um, I'll, I'll say this. First off, the riots will stop when justice is served and systemic racism stops because systemic racism is a really big problem in our country and arresting cops isn't going to get rid of that problem so people are fighting for this cause and i'm and my opinion has still not changed since we talked about the george floyd riots the rioting may be bad but the shooting of an innocent child or person no matter what color of skin is way worse I still believe, I still support 100% the Black Lives Matter movement and any movement that isn't the stupid anti-mask riots. They're actually protesting for a point. And I just fully support the people in Chicago. Whether they are looting doesn't matter because the message they're trying to echo, I think, is more important. And I think it overshadows the looting and rioting that is happening. Because as long as justice isn't served, there will be people fighting. And I 100% wholeheartedly respect that. First off, I would like to say, I want to send my condolences to his family or whoever he had or whoever his loved ones were. Because what happened to him wasn't right. It, it's gotten to the point where every time this happens, I just, I'm just like... Jesus, wow, you guys, these people really just cannot understand something so simple. You can't do this. This isn't right. This isn't humane for you to do. These these are people. And you're just taking the, you're not God. You can't take these people's lives away. And for no reason too. There shouldn't have to be a reason you take someone's life away. With all the writing and everything, I understand it because people are upset that this keeps on happening and happening. I understand it. And it's not going to stop if people just constantly and constantly just continue this. It just isn't right at this point. And everyone needs to know, like, stop it already. Like, we're all the same race. It doesn't matter what... It doesn't matter what type of background you have. Like, I don't I agree. I completely get where both of y'all have come from. All of us have the same or similar perspective on this matter. I think there's a thin line between protesting and rioting. And a lot of the times that gets confused. And I understand why some people are rioting because it's kind of like we prote- we protested for years. It's This is not something that we've just seen in 2020. Um, and I think at this point, people have begun to riot because no one paid attention to the protest. I mean, obviously there is support, but at the point where we saw that the protests weren't solving anything, the protests weren't bringing a solution to the problem was when all the riots began to start and that's kind of like oh now you're paying attention right when i start to destroy property is when you're gonna start paying attention to me so i think 
on that side, I understand the rioters, although I feel like you shouldn't just destroy any property. Like CVS, why are you going to break into a CVS? I feel like that's not really necessary, you know? Um, but either way, I think that the Black Lives Matter movement is a really strong movement that everyone should be behind. And I don't know when police brutality is going to end. I know not all cops are the same. I know I know many cops that are just sweethearts and that personally I feel safe around. But the problem with police brutality is the fact that there will always be horrible people in this world. I get it. There will always be guilty people in the world. Like it's not something that we're going to be that we're going to change. There could be less evil people in the world, but there will always be some kind of bad in the world. But the problem is that with police officers and you know people in those uniforms, we see as someone that's supposed to serve and protect us. I mean, I pass by a cop and I'm scared. I freak out and I'm legal. I have my papers, I was born here, but I freak out. So like, I just feel like with someone, with an organization, with a job that we should feel protected by and we should feel safe around, we sh there shouldn't be police brutality because of the fact that we look at them in order to be safe. We look at them as a means of protection, as an escape from maybe a horror that's going on maybe inside of our own home. You know, we should be able to call up the cops and not be afraid that we're going to get choked or that we're going to get kneed on, you know? Like, we see cops as a form of respect and as a form of protection, but with police brutality, it completely takes that away from us, which is why this is such a problem. It's the police aren't here to protect anymore. Now they instill fear in us, and that's not the way the police should work. 100%. I don't understand how people are still being so arrogant on this movement. Or they see it as a trend to just like, oh, yeah, we solely do support just to get clout or pop popularity out of it. I'm sorry, this is a real thing that's been going on for years. This shouldn't be like a thing at all. I'm sorry, this should be already adjusted that, yes, we have difference in color and we are all human. We are all one. I don't understand why growing up, like we were raised to to believe that the that police are supposed to be good guys. But then you see stuff that you're like, how in the world am I supposed to be safe with someone so cruel? Yes, there's still good people in the world, but there's also bad people in the world. I understand that. But the fact that people still see color is absolutely disgusting and disrespectful that should change and maybe it might take a while but honestly this movement is important it needs to stop i don't i don't understand why people find it oh, be, finding to be ignorant a thing that oh they're just being violent and destroying things i'm sorry but how in the world are you gonna, like i understand peacefully you could get a message across but you you hear more about why people are doing violence, but they don't see why they're being violent. Yes, I don't agree on it, but how are they supposed to get their message across that they've been trying to do for so long? 
I agree with all of you. I mean, I've I've heard people that the riots aren't working, that the riots are you're forgetting what the purpose is, and that's to me that's not true. The riots are because African Americans in this country have not gotten the attention they deserve. African Americans should not drive, should not be getting pulled over with the fear of getting shot and killed. It should not be something on the top of their head every single time they get pulled over. Don't get me wrong. Not all cops are bad. Cops defend us. Cops save lives almost every day. Please do not misunderstand me. But there are cops in this world, like Derek Chauvin, who kill innocent people for no reason whatsoever. They let the power get into their head. There should be no reason that black people are discriminated against in 2020. This is not the 1800s. We're not in a civil war. There is no slavery anymore. Black people have been freed for years. Black people, I don't understand why they're discriminated against. There, there's, again, there should not be a fear if you're driving and getting pulled over to get shot and killed. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. As long as you're black, you're going to have that fear. It, it's, it's frustrating to me because, again, people are saying, no, the riots, you know, it's too much. No, the riots are getting attention on the people who have been killed. The innocent people who have been killed. Like Breonna Taylor. She deserves justice. She was killed innocently. George Floyd, while he had done some criminal activities before, it did not give the cops an excuse to sit on his damn neck for eight minutes. It was not an excuse. It's not an excuse. This is why the riots are happening, because people are frustrated at this point. They are built up with anger. There is no reason that there should be these issues going on in the world. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the COVID-19 virus and how that can affect the college football season. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? 
text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold down. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do why, all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's hang up on us. Just tell me, no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. Because I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He ate us. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, this is K9, and you're listening to Slam Radio, Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Oh, yeah. We're back here on the youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about some issues that happened in the early hours of today and yesterday in Chicago. And today, we're going to be talking about an issue that has lasted all week, pretty much. Throughout the week, 31 players in the NCAA have opted out of the college football season. Some of these players are superstars, like the very speedy Rondell Moore from Purdue, the great pass rusher Gregory Russo from Miami, Jalen Tunneman, very confusing name to pronounce there, Another pass rusher from Pitt, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, and the big hitting Micah Parsons from Penn State. They've all opted out for the year, and they were all projected to be top picks in the NFL. The NCAA is reportedly ready to shut down the year after the Mid-American Conference 
shut down their year. And apparently the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are prepared to shut down tomorrow. So some big news coming out. But now college football players, some stars, have made a trending hashtag. Hashtag we want to play because they indeed do want to play. People like Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, Justin Fields from Ohio State, and De'Aaron King from Miami have publicly stated that they are ready to play football and they do not want to cancel the season. We've also seen some teams like Arkansas and Wake Forest show their support to the We Want to Play movement. So it kind of begs the question, should they cancel the year or not? Well, it really depends, but I actually have some news to follow up. It happened right now. I'm talking about literally right now. The Big Ten has voted 12-2 to to cancel the college football season, which means no games for Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, any teams in the Big Ten, which is huge news because this is the first Power Five conference. To explain what a Power Five conference is, it's one of the biggest conferences in football. They have decided to cancel the season, which is huge news. Some of the best players are playing in that conference that want to be drafted. And that is just incredible news right now. And we'll probably see, this probably means that we'll see other Power Five conferences follow suit, which is huge. And my opinion on the whole thing is you have two sides. You have the player side and you have the team side. On the player side, they want to play, as you mentioned with the We Want to Play movement. They want to get out there. They want to play. They want to prove themselves. And especially for the younger players, the players that are, you know, lower scouted, who don't have, you know, the prestige and hype that these, you know, players that you mentioned before have. It's really huge for them to get out there and play because when they're playing, they get a chance to show off skills that scouts may have not noticed and they get the opportunity to get noticed. But on the other hand, players have safety and the fact that they're not getting paid for any of these games, yet they're forced to risk their life for this, you know, team that they don't get paid for is kind of just crazy to think about. Like, imagine if you worked for free, however, you needed to risk your life every day just to work. It's crazy. So I respect all of the players who want to play and all of the players who have chosen not to play. It's completely up to them, and I have no say in whether they should suit up or not. So I, I just really hope that we kind of do get some kind of football because, it. I mean, with this big bombshell news, it's looking kind of unlikely day by day that any football will be played. That goes for professional and college, which is very sad because football is one of my favorite sports. So I am just, this is kind of huge. The boy came in now. So I, I'm just at a loss for words. I'm going to let somebody else go. Um, To be honest, if that many players are opting out, I, I would say just be like, cancel it. But if, as you can see, you have a bunch of these players who are like, you know what, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. You might as well just let them play because these these people want to prove themselves and they have the right to prove themselves, even in this pandemic. The only thing I ask is that these people are like, these players, sorry, are kept in good conditions for them to play and so that they don't get the co- like so that, so that they don't get COVID. That's the only thing I hope like doesn't happen. And the only real thing that's on my mind about the whole thing. 
that they don't get COVID. But other than that, I'm for them to play this season. I mean, I know a lot of football fans, and um, I know it's going to be pretty difficult to not have football for a while. But, I mean, at the rate sports are going, we're going to end up live streaming foosball and all that because, honestly, it's just – it's not the move. I mean, I get it. You know, the fans want to see them play and then team members, especially in college football, this is something that usually, if not your entire life, your entire, your entire high school life, you look forward to playing um, your sport, be it um, basketball or football, you look forward to playing it in college. And I think it's just something that it's really important to them. And I get it. But at the end of the day, it is a very contact-filled sport, and you have to take that into consideration. If there was any way you could scientifically prove that they would not pass COVID onto one of each into one each other, okay, I guess. But so far, I don't think so, and I think the safety of them and the people they're around is the best. I get that they want to prove themselves as like, especially since it's college. Like, uh, many of their dream is to be in the NFL, and it's it's kind of tough. It's a contact sport, and it, like, even with the necessary precautions, you don't know what would happen, maybe meant with the amount of players that, that are on the field. Like, too many of them could get sick with COVID, and it, then it's going to end up really bad. So I also understand why everyone wants to cancel the year. Maybe I honestly agree that they should just because it's – very it's not very safe at the moment like I understand like we having um decreases but doesn't mean like oh we could go back to the way we were like it's it's not safe for right now it could automatically go back up and increase higher than it already was and if it's not safe I should I I think it's just it could be wait we could wait even if it's a, a year it's it's we could, you could wait. Well, I mean, I've always thought in this, even before the pandemic, that the college football players should have an association the same way the NFL players have an association. Um, this would allow for some of the players that want to play to play and some of the players that don't want to play to not play. I feel like there should be a waiver that if you want to play – Go ahead and play. You just got to sign the waiver. You got to make sure you sign the waiver and you can play. But if you don't want to play, you can. You don't have to sign a waiver. You just inform people, hey, I'm not going to play this year. I'm a little scared of the virus. You know what? That's fine. Whatever. But I feel like that could be the big solution to, you know, give both sides what they want. I don't feel like the Big Ten or the Pac-12 have to cancel their year just yet. I feel like they can let that happen, and they can let their players play. And if they get complicated with it, then they shut down the year for at least that conference. And I don't think it's that difficult. With this association that I'm mentioning, again, it would allow for players to who want to play to play. People like Trevor Lawrence, like De'Ara King, like Justin Fields, who is in the Big Ten, like Mario said, who just canceled their year. These are guys who are projected to be big players in the NFL. 
and they don't want to miss out on this year. They want to go out and play. They want to prove themselves. A guy like Trevor Lawrence, he lost in the national championship last year. I'm sure he wants to go out and prove himself. A guy like Justin Fields, he lost in the playoffs last year. I'm sure he wants to go prove himself. There's a lot of guys that need to prove themselves. There's smaller guys, like Mario said, that don't get a lot of attention. They need to prove themselves. So there's going to be a big group of players who want to play. There's going to be a smaller group of players who don't want to play because they're scared of the virus. We've already seen 31 players opt out, and I'm sure there'll be a few more. But I feel like if we have this plan that I'm suggesting, we can not only have football, but the players who want to play can play and the players who don't want to play don't have to play. You got to remember this. America runs on football. I know it sounds weird for me to say that, but if they cancel not only the NCAA, but the NFL season, you don't realize the effect that would have on the economy. The, the entire USA runs on the sports world. If the sports world were to collapse, the economy would not do so high. Coming up in our final segment, we're going to be talking about the anniversary of a pretty big album that released from a pretty big name. You're listening to the youth here on Slime Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Onega Manuela Pola, too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It does, you I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two Onega Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Two Onega Manuela Pola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor.
Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, this is K9 and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We're back here on the youth for our final segment on the show. And if you hear that, it's a little bit of Michael Jackson playing. The reason being is because on this day in 1979, the King of Pop released his off-the-wall album. The 10-song album ended up winning Album of the Year in 1980. That's a classic album, one of the best albums pretty pretty much ever it's one of michael jackson's best i mean it has some classics on there but i know some of us don't necessarily like michael jackson i mean i listen to him but that's not our cup of tea so it leads to the question what's your favorite album of all time well i would like to go first and it's a pretty obvious one if any of you know me it will be 2015's to Pimple Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. That album is just such an incredible album. It has so many good tracks and songs. It's It has such a good influential vibe. It has a great message behind it with police brutality and, you know, living in, you know, unfortunate circumstances, but still like having a positive feeling towards it. I, I just love every part of that album. I don't think there's a bad song on that album. It's one of the most influential albums and one of the best albums of this decade, I believe. And yeah, it's just, it's such a great album. I cannot pick anyone above it. Yes, that's that's one of the greatest albums of a generation and by far the best Kendrick Lamar album of all time. Brianna, what's your favorite album of all time? I knew you were going to probably choose me. So everyone knows I love BTS. So when it comes to them, my favorite album is Love Yourself, Answer. So that album for me has a beautiful message on learning to love yourself for who you are, your where you come from, your skin color, and who do you want to be. Like that's one of the most important albums to me, and helps represents to love yourself, no matter what color of your skin. That's like important to me. When that album was released, a lot of people look forward to what was coming, and it has two parts to it because it has all the series entirely. But I like the message it sends out that no matter your skin color, no matter what type of human being you are, who you are, who you love, that's you and that's okay. That's why that's my favorite album. All of these albums that you guys are mentioning have beautiful messages behind them. Gerald, 
I want to hear your favorite album of all time. I know you're a little bit of a music connoisseur. Well, mine's is I I don't I don't know about you guys, but I like Revenge of the Dreamers three because Revenge of the Dreamers three, if you guys don't know, is J Cole getting a bunch of artists on one entire album and doing a bunch of collabs with them. And every time he does this, it they all the songs are always such a bop. And I don't know. Like Revenge of the Dreamers three has so many bobs that I just can always like listen to. So that's why it's always gonna be my favorite album. Album. I mean, whenever J Cole has some complimentary help, you know that's gonna slap. I mean, he's known for doing that. I mean, my personal favorite J Cole album, at least, is twenty fourteen, uh, Forest Hills Drive. That one's very nice. But I can see why you like that one. Yvania, what's your favorite album of all time? Um, can I say the entire Hamilton soundtrack? Um, um, it's actually really hard because I have such a wide range of music, so I narrowed it down to two. It's either Encore by Eminem, my my baby, obviously, or Big Girls Don't Cry and Twelve Others by Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, which is kind of a a big throwback. But you know, my taste is quite wide. I'm going to respect the hell out of that one that you just said. Mr. Marshall Manthers. I mean, that album hits. I'm going to let you keep going, but that album hits. Eminem is just elite. Elite. I. It was I really hard to that. choose one of his albums. It was really, really hard to choose either of his. The older Eminem and back in the day, I mean... Some of his songs used to hit, man. I mean, he has great messages in some of those songs. He's just a great storyteller. He's one of the greatest artists of our generation. And I will go out and say that in public. I know some people don't like him, but I will go out in public and I will say that. I'll carry it with a sign, I'll say. Eminem is one of the greatest artists of our generation. No debate. So for my favorite album of all time, like Idania, I have a very wide variety of music. I cannot count a greatest hits album, but if I did, it would definitely be Biggie Small's greatest hits. I mean, that album hits. There's no skips on that one. A few of the ones that I like is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West, 808s and Heartbreak, another one by Kanye West. I like World by Travis Scott. A lot of new stuff that I like. But if I had to pick a favorite album... I mean, it's got to be Ready to Die by Biggie Smalls, man. 1994, you got some nice hits on there. Give Me the Loot, Machine Gun Funk, Warning, Juicy, One More Chance, Big Papa, Who Shot Ya? Just bop after bop after bop after bop. That album goes off, dude. I know some of you don't like Biggie Smalls, and I know some people don't because, oh, he's a, uh, yes, I'm an old head. Yes, I like older music. That is my favorite album of all time. You know what, Anthony? I respect you completely. completely I respect all of everything, everything. I respect bro. every single one of your opinions because, I mean, some of the albums that you mentioned have classics. I mean, like cold. We all have like classics. really similar taste in music. Besides the BTS, um, <laughs> we we have very yeah. similar taste in music. But going back, going back to the Michael Jackson point, I mean, 
we all know he's a legend. And I said a little bit earlier, I know he's a little bit out of our taste. But what is your favorite Michael Jackson song of all time? Well, there's just so many. I guess I'd have to go with Beat It. That's a really good one. I, I really like Beat It. Billie Jean's a really catchy one. So between Beat It and Billie Jean, I think I'll go with Billie Jean as my favorite song of all time. I can definitely respect that. Idania, what's your favorite Michael Jackson song of all time? No, no. Save me for last. No, run it back. I can't. All right. I'll save you for last. Brianna, what's your favorite Michael Jackson song? I have song? two. Ghost. All right. Ghost. Okay. At Smooth Criminal. Ooh, Smooth Ghost. Criminal. That one's nice. I like Smooth Criminal. Smooth Ghost Criminal is really good. Gerald, your turn. Can I just say, there's a there's an album of Michael Jackson's that I really like because it literally has a bunch of my favorite songs by him, which is the Bad Remaster album. It literally has Bad, The Way You Make Me Feel, Speed Demon, uh, Man in the Mary, Dirty Diana, Smooth Criminal. Dude, instant bops on that album that and that, that they, album's great that album is probably one of the greatest of all time like any genre that's probably exactly. one of the greatest of all time now idania you said save you for last okay 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 what's okay, your favorite okay. so can i just say i love all these songs but smooth criminals are really 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 good one but i think i narrowed it down to two because of the messages uh they don't care about us and black or white have got to be the most ultimate meaningful bops i get up i dance i sing my heart out like anything bro anytime it comes on i agree i agree michael jackson i mean we call him the king of pop but definitely the king of making those meaningful songs that hit because some people try and make meaningful songs that eh, they're not that good but michael jackson he slaps at those for our final little you know Answer here, my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time. I'm going to go back to the 60s when he was a younger guy in the Jackson 5. 1969, I Want You Back. I love that song since I was a little kid. My dad used to play that song for me. God, that's what really got me into Michael Jackson. I love that song. I love the Jackson 5. I mean, anytime, like, I'll just play Shuffle and that songs come on. I'll never skip it. I'll never skip it. I'll always listen to that song. That's one of my favorite songs ever and michael jackson has had a great impact not only on us not only on the world but the music world he changed the music world forever hey anthony do you hear that remembered. oh yeah i do you know usually it's nicole the the one that's hearing it she's out there you know she's getting her wisdom teeth removed uh hope she's doing well but we've reached the end of our show thank you guys for being here with us we really appreciate it this is a great show, and you're listening to The Youth here on Slime Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed on The Youth are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.